Chapter One of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith the golden hairpin footnote this story savors of boten doro or peony lantern story told both by mitford and lafcadio hearn in this instance however the spirit of the dead sister passes into the body of the living one assumes her form leaves her sick and ill for over a year and then allows her to reappear as if she had never been ill at all it is the first story of its kind i have heard End footnote. up in the northern city of sendai whence come the best of japanese soldiers there lived a samurai named hasunuma hasunuma was rich and hospitable and consequently much thought of and well liked some thirty-five years ago his wife presented him with a beautiful daughter their first child whom they named ko which means small when applied to a child much as we say little mary or little jane her full name was really hasuko which means little lily but here we will call her ko for short exactly on the same date saito one of hatsunuma's friends and also a samurai had the good fortune to have a son the fathers decided that being such old friends they would wed their children to each other when old enough to marry they were very happy over the idea and so were their wives to make the engagement of the babies more binding saito handed to hasuma a golden hairpin which had long been in his family and said here my old friend take this pin it shall be a token of betrothal from my son whose name shall be konojo to your little daughter ko both of whom are now aged two weeks only may they live long and happy lives together hatsunuma took the pin and handed it to his wife to keep then they drank sake to the health of each other and to the bride and bridegroom of some twenty years thence a few months after this sato in some way caused displeasure to his feudal lord and being dismissed from service left sendai with his family whither no one knew seventeen years later o ko san was with one exception the most beautiful girl in all sendai the exception was her sister o kei just a year younger and as beautiful as herself many were the suitors for o ko's hand but she would have none of them 
being faithful to the engagement made for her by her father when she was a baby true she had never seen her betrothed and which seemed more curious neither she nor her family had ever once heard of the sato family since they left sendai over sixteen years before but that was no reason why she a japanese girl should break the word of her father and therefore o ko san remained faithful to her unknown lover though she sorrowed greatly at his non-appearance in fact she secretly suffered so much thereby that she sickened and three months later died to the grief of all who knew her and her family's serious distress on the day of oko san's funeral her mother was seeing to the last attentions paid to the corpses and smoothing her hair with the golden pin given to kosan or oko footnote o means honorable miss san means miss either will do but ko is the name End footnote. by sato in behalf of his son konjo when the body had been placed in its coffin the mother thrust the pin into the girl's hair saying dearest daughter this is the pin given as a memento to you by your betrothed konjo let it be a pledge to bind your spirits in death as it would have been in life and may you enjoy endless happiness i pray in thus praying no doubt oko's mother thought that konjo also must be dead and that their spirits would meet but it was not so for two months after these events konjo himself now eighteen years of age turned up at sendai calling first on his father's old friend hasanuma oh the bitterness and misfortune of it all said the latter only two months ago my daughter ko died had you but come before then she would have been alive now but you never even sent a message we never heard a word of your father or of your mother where did you all go when you left here tell me the whole story sir answered the grief-stricken konjo what you tell me of the death of your daughter whom i had hoped to marry sickens my heart for i like herself had been faithful and hoped to marry her and thought daily of her when my father took my family away from sendai he took us to yedo and afterwards we went north to yezo island where my father lost his money and became poor he died in poverty my poor mother did not long survive him i have been working hard to try and earn enough money to marry your daughter ko but i have not made more than enough to pay my journey down to sendai i felt it my duty to come and tell you of my family's misfortune and my own 
the old samurai was much touched by this story he saw that the most unfortunate of all had been konjo konjo he said often i have thought and wondered to myself were you honest or were you not now i find that you have been truly faithful and honest to your father's pledge but you should have written you should have written because you did not do so sometimes we thought my wife and i that you must be dead but we kept this thought to ourselves and never told kosan go to our bootstan footnote family shrine and footnote open the doors of it and burn a joss stick to kosan's mortuary tablet it will please her spirit she longed and longed for your return and died of that same longing for love of you her spirit will rejoice to know that you have come back for her konjo did as he was bid bowing reverently three times before the mortuary tablet of o kosan he muttered a few words of prayer in her behalf and then lit the incense stick and placed it before the tablet after this exhibition of sincerity hasunuma told the young fellow that he should consider him as an adopted son and that he must live with them he could have the small house in the garden in any case whatever his plans for the future might be he must remain with them for the present this was a generous offer worthy of a samurai konjo gratefully accepted it and became one of the family about a fortnight afterwards he settled himself in the little house at the end of the garden hasunuma his wife and their second daughter okay had gone by command of the daimo to the hygen a religious ceremony held in march hasunuma also always worshipped at his ancestral tombs at this time towards the dusk of evening they were returning in their panquins konjo stood at the gate to see them pass as was proper and respectful the old samurai passed first and was followed by his wife's panquin and then by that of oki as this last passed the gate konjo thought he heard something fall causing a metallic sound after the palaquin had passed he picked it up without any particular attention it was the golden hairpin but of course though konjo's father had told him of the pin konjo had no idea that this was it and therefore he thought nothing more than that it must be okay sons he went back to his little house closed it for the night and was about to retire when he heard a knock at the door who is there he shouted what do you want there came no answer and konjo lay down on his bed thinking himself to have been mistaken
but there came another knock louder than the first and conjo jumped out of bed and lit the ando footnote lamp end footnote if not a fox or a badger thought he it must be some evil spirit come to disturb me on opening the door with the ando in one hand and a stick in the other conjo looked out into the dark and there to his astonishment he beheld a vision of female beauty the like of which he had never seen before who are you and what do you want quoth he i am okay san oko's younger sister answered the vision though you have not seen me i have several times seen you and i have fallen so madly in love with you that i can think of nothing else but you when you picked up my golden pin to-night on our return i had dropped it to serve as an excuse to come to you and knock you must love me in return for otherwise i must die this heated and outrageous declaration scandalized poor conjo moreover he felt that it would be doing his kind host hasanuma a great injustice to be receiving his younger daughter at this hour of the night and make love to her he expressed himself forcibly in these terms if you will not love me as i love you then i shall take my revenge said okay by telling my father that you got me to come here by making love to me and that you then insulted me poor conjo he was in a nice mess what he feared most of all was that the girl would do as she said that the samurai would believe her and that he would be a disgraced and villainous person he gave way therefore to the girl's request night after night she visited him until nearly a month had passed during this time conjo had learned to love dearly the beautiful oki talking to her one evening he said my dearest oki i do not like this secret love of ours is it not better that we go away if i asked your father to give you to me in marriage he would refuse because i was betrothed to your sister yes answered oki that is what i also have been wishing let us leave this very night and go to ishikomaki the place where you have told me lives a faithful servant of your late father's called kinzo yes kinzo is his name and ishikomaki is the place let us start as soon as possible having thrust a few clothes into a bag they started secretly and late that night and duly arrived at their destination kinzo was delighted to receive them and pleased to show how hospitable he could be to his late master's son and the beautiful lady 
They lived very happily for a year. Then one day O Ki said, I think we ought to return to my parents now. If they were angry with us at first, they will have got over the worst of it. We have never written. They must be getting anxious as to my fate as they grow older. Yes, we ought to go. Konjo agreed. Long had he felt the injustice he was doing Hasanuma. Next day they found themselves back in Sendai, and Konjo could not help feeling a little nervous as he approached the samurai's house. They stopped at the outer gate, and Oki said to Konjo, I think it will be better for you to go in and see my father and mother first. If they get very angry, show them this golden pin. Konjo stepped boldly up to the door and asked for an interview with the samurai. Before the servant had time to return, Konjo heard the old man shout, Konjo-san, why, of course, bring the boy in at once, and he himself came out to welcome him. My dear boy, said the samurai, right glad am I to see you back again. I am sorry you did not find your life with us good enough. You might have said you were going, but there, I suppose you take after your father in these matters and prefer to disappear mysteriously you are welcome back at all events konjo was astonished at this speech and answered but sir i have come to beg your pardon for my sin what sin have you committed queried the samurai in great surprise and drawing himself up in a dignified manner Konjo then gave a full account of his love affair with Oki. From beginning to end he told it all, and as he proceeded the samurai showed signs of impatience. Do not joke, sir. My daughter Oki-san is not a subject for jokes and untruths. She has been as one dead for over a year so ill that we have with difficulty forced gruel into her mouth moreover she has spoken no word and shown no sign of life i am neither stating what is untrue nor joking said konjo if you but send outside you will find okay in the palanquin in which i left her a servant was immediately sent to see, and returned stating that there was neither palaquin nor any one at the gate. Konjo, seeing that the samurai was now beginning to look perplexed and angry, drew the golden pin from his clothes, saying, See, if you doubt me and think I am lying, here is the pin which Oki told me to give to you. Bikurishita footnote an exclamation such as Great Scott and footnote exclaimed Oki's mother. How came this pin into your hands? I myself put it 
into ko san's coffin just before it was closed the samurai and konjo stared at each other and the mother at both neither knew what to think or what to say or do imagine the general surprise when the sick o ki walked into the room having risen from her bed as if she had never been ill for a moment she was the picture of health and beauty how is this asked the samurai almost shouting how is it o ki that you have come from your sick-bed dressed and with your hair done and looking as if you had never known a moment of illness i am not o ki but the spirit of o ko was the answer i was most unfortunate in dying before the return of konjo san for i had lived until then i should have become quite well and been married to him as it was my spirit was unhappy it took the form of my dear sister o ki and for a year has lived happily in her body with konjo it is appeased now and about to take its real rest there is one condition however konjo which i must make said the girl turning to him you must marry my sister o ki if you do this my spirit will rest truly in peace and then o ki will become well and strong will you promise to marry o ki the old samurai his wife and konjo were all amazed at this the appearance of the girl was that of o ki but the voice and manners were those of o ko then there was the golden hairpin as further proof the mother knew it well she had placed it in ko's hair just before the tub coffin was closed nobody could undeceive her on that point but said the samurai at last old ko has been dead and buried for more than a year now that you should appear to us puzzles us all why should you trouble us so i have explained already resumed the girl my spirit could not rest until it had lived with konjo whom it knew to be faithful it has done this now and is prepared to rest my only desire is to see konjo marry my sister hasunuma his wife and konjo held a consultation they were quite prepared that o ki should marry and konjo did not object all things being settled the ghost girl held out her hand to konjo saying this is the last time you will touch the hand of o ko farewell my dear parents farewell to you all i am about to pass away then she fainted away and seemed dead and remained thus for half an hour while the others overcome with the strange and weird things which they had seen and heard sat round her hardly uttering a word
at the end of the half an hour the body came to life and standing up said dear parents i have no more fear for me i am perfectly well again but i have no idea how i got down from my sick-room in this costume or how it is that i feel so well several questions were put to her but it was quite evident that o ki knew nothing of what had happened nothing of the spirit of o ko san or of the golden hairpin a week later she and konjo were married and the golden hairpin was given to a shrine at shiogama to which until quite recently crowds used to go and worship end of chapter one recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c